Now that was was that bad like the eighties term bad? Not like not like bad as in good. Like I don't even know what language means anymore because bad has gone from meaning good to meaning bad again. Now it probably means yeet or something. I'm not really sure. Hello and welcome to JudgeCast. This is episode 227. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Perlman, and I am joined by Brogan King. Hello. Hello. And we've got a great episode tonight, morning, drive to work, (laughs) shower, lunch break, other kind of break. Insert time here. Insert time here. Um, And for this episode, we're going to be talking about the code. Yes, that's right. The Pirate's Code or the Pirate's Articles of Agreement. Up, up, down, down. No, that's a different code. What? Oh, that's the Konami Code. Yes, we're going to be talking about all sorts of different kind of codes. Uh, the Da Vinci Code. Uh, we might not get to that. And if so, we'll go into the, into episode 228 where we will talk about <laughs> uh, Dan Brown. Dan Brown. Uh, I am not an informed uh You'll, well, you'll have to just tell me the yeah. story. With, we'll we'll, we'll with, research with, it before uh, before uh, two twenty eight. But beautiful. no, no, actually, we're going to be talking about the judge code of conduct. Um, and to do that, uh, we have a very special guest. We have Eric, the tornado elemental Levine. <laughs> hey, folks! Thanks for having me. Why? <laughs> what? Oh. Well, see, uh, St. Louis is trying to is trying to blow me away right now. There's a lot of tornadoes here, and uh, I sat in my basement for I think a full hour today. So, in conclusion, St. Louis is great. I love it. Wonderful place. Great people. Terrible, <laughs> terrible tornadoes and bad bagels. Oh, bad bagels and pizza. I, I, I feel like I just bagel? learned something. Yeah, don't. If somebody offers you St. Louis style pizza. You should treat that person like they have just tried to poison you. <laughs> Wolf. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, we we have Eric Levine, uh, who has been on several episodes of JudgeCast in the past. Um, oh, really? What episodes has he been on? Would you believe that I went and looked up all the episodes of JudgeCast Eric Levine was on <laughs> I, this morning? I would, I would because they're in the show notes. <laughs> Episode 180, about bribery. I was there for that one. Uh, Episode 105, about Commander. I was not there for that one. Episode 44, uh, that involved investigations. Uh, I was very not there for that one. That that Uh, was like six years ago. uh, I think I was there for all of those. That sounds right. (laughs) That seems correct. No, it was the other Eric Levine. Oh, yeah. It was Eric Levine. Oh jeez! Well, that guy yeah. you can't can't trust anything yeah. he says. Can't be trusted. Um, were you on any other secret episodes of JudgeCast that you recall? I don't think so. I mean, you folks would know better than I would, but I just—it's been—I've been doing this for a long time, and JudgeCast has been going for a long time. So one of those might have slipped by us. I'm, I might—I might have forgotten one. If if, if anyone Judge happens Cast, to remember, JudgeCast was a person who'd be going to third grade. Next year. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Actually, fourth grade. Four, oh, fourth grade. Ooh. Yeah. All it's right. Time for so, drama. So Eric, Eric's on here to talk about the judge code of conduct. Um, it's probably some sort of 
code that describes how we should conduct ourselves. So, Eric, why don't you kind of give us like a, a little bit of an overview, like what it is, where it is. And also why you're qualified to talk about it. Oh, oh yeah. Um, I can do that. So I'm, I'm Eric Levine, as stated previously. Uh, I own a company, a little company called TCG Solutions LLC here in the state of Missouri. And uh, <laughs> uh, through that company, I administrate the JCC, the Judge Conduct Committee. And so that's uh, I think that's why I was called upon probably to, to be on this one. Perhaps. So the, the code has been around since uh, since 2015, if I if I recall correctly. Um, there was, we had sort of an unwritten series of rules that existed in the judge program before that, that was basically like, don't, don't be, don't be bad. Don't be, be, be cool instead, basically. Don't do um, bad things. Do but we didn't define what things be bad instead. meant. Now that right, was, was that re- bad, like the eighties term bad. Yeah. Not like, not like bad as in good. Like I don't even know what language means anymore because bad has gone from meaning good to meaning bad again. Now it probably means yeet or something. I'm not really sure, but, um, yeah. So because we didn't define that, there was, you know, maybe some confusion about like what was okay and not okay to do. And so the judge, the magic judge code is sort of a more, a much more formalized version of, of, the what was previously just a social contract of don't do these things. And I, I think it's better to have things written down, at least in, in sort of a an abstract way. I mean, especially as judges, we're we're all people who value structure and having information and knowing quantifiably like what what's what's okay and not okay. At least to an extent that is written down in some capacity. Yeah. It's also it's also nice to know like you know what what sort of things could happen you know what are what are the options for things that could happen if I make a mistake you know that way it doesn't seem out of the blue it's 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 more fair if you know what the possibilities are mm-hmm. so when someone becomes a level one judge one of the requirements to become said judge is agreement to be bound by the code. Sounds so ominous. It does. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I was kind of psyched to do a, a pirate episode. <laughs> like, I was prepared with memes where it's like, well, it's really only a guideline and, you know, calls for parlay. <laughs> but I found out right beforehand that we were actually talking about the Magic Judge Code. So I'm going to really try and sorry. sneak them in. Well, anyway, so if you're going to become a level one pirate, I mean, judge, uh, you need to agree to be bound by the code. And... Since you're agreeing to it, you should probably know where it's located. Mm, that's and a good point. It. You might want to read it, too. <laughs> yes. Just say You it. might potentially want to read it. And uh, you can find it at blogs.magic.org slash conduct slash magic dash judge dash code, which is easier to write than it is to say out loud all at once, I it's, think. It's also very easy to find if you Google... Uh, Magic Judge Code of Conduct. That is nice. If if you I'm, go to on the on the blogs.magicjudges.org, uh, the official resources page, uh, there's a section called Documents, and in the list of documents, there is a link to the Magic Judge Code. Oh, that's a good spot for that. It is because it's <laughs> it's a very a, useful spot for that. It's a it's official. It's it's got the Magic Tournament rules, the Infraction Procedure Guide, the Disqualification prod, uh, Process. Uh, you know, shirts, like, and then the magic judge code. 
So yeah, so uh, go there, uh, read it up. It is a it is a brisk nineteen pages. <laughs> it like uh, that sounds. Brian's blowing it up like it's this big, big, big old thing. I promise it's not nearly as hard to read as you might think. It really isn't. So it's, like, it's pretty straightforward. So treat it, treat it like when you were studying for like your ninth grade civics quiz, where you just go through the book and read the bolded sentences at the top of every section. And you'll probably it be is, fine. It is also written in in like language for humans. It's not like the comp rules, right? The comp right. rules are written in 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 sort of some sort of cross between lawyer and robot, whereas the <laughs> like the judge code was written by people who intended for this document to be you know sort of read, Used sat down and, and read. read. Yeah, so well, so it's written it, it's written with with the user in mind. Okay, which is nice, astounding. So so we've got we've got this code, and I guess bef- uh, before we get into the well, actually actually let's let's get into the principles, and we can talk about like well, what happens if. What happens if someone makes a boo boo uh, after, right? Yeah, because 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 having having a code of conduct, these are these are the, the the principles and the guidelines that we as judges want to embody. It's not necessarily something that we want to like smack people over the head and, and as as a, as a punishment, but these are the ideals and the principles that we want to uphold. And and when you sign up to be a magic judge, you're kind of signing up to to uphold these principles as well. Yeah. So um. so. What are what's what are some of the or or Eric what's uh what are some principles? Well, the first one that I think is obviously very important is that a judge should use their judge status or authority fairly, and that that seems kind of basic, right? If we're if we're rules arbiters who are there to help players have a fun and fair match of Magic: The Gathering and a fun and fair tournament, then we should be using our authority fairly. That seems you know that seems like our, one of those- our core purpose. Yeah, it's one of those things that for so long just sort of went without saying. But you know, again, I think it makes sense to have it written down. Yep, and, um, and that that includes you know uh, uh, treating all members of the of the community with with you know fair, fairness and respect, even uh, uh, or regardless of any of the uh, uh, protected classes, uh, you know, sex, race, gender, gender expression color and then like probably some other ones in there that aren't necessarily you know protected classes but just because we're decent human beings yeah you should not be help somebody out because they're your friend or because they're a pro and you're you there you want to get them to sign something for you you should not you should consider not right and if you know this is this is one of those things that i think comes up uh from time to time is uh a lot of as there are some communities where there are, you know, there are rumors that maybe there's a player or two who are not on the level. Maybe somebody uh, thought they saw them cheating or somebody didn't like somebody they did. So they started a rumor about they them cheating and it's have some yeah. sort of reputation. Mm-hmm. And it's important to treat those people just like everybody else. Right. You shouldn't, you know, you, you, you might want to examine their decisions more closely, but you shouldn't make a, a decision about whether whether or not they've done something shady just based on their bad reputation. Because that could come from anywhere, and mm-hmm. and kind of kind of segueing into 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 the next one. But this is you shouldn't be like, hey, you know, you need to to make this make this trade with me because I'm a judge, or maybe, hey, don't attack me, I'm the judge of this event, or something something along those lines. You you don't want to, you know, like you do have 
status and you do have authority because the community has granted you that and you don't want to you don't want to abuse it uh in a in a negative way which is the the second the second line which is a judge should not use the second principle a judge should not use their judge status uh or authority for undue personal gain or malicious intent these these go very much hand in hand right you part i i would i could argue one could say that you part of using your judge status or authority fairly is not to using it for undue personal gain that i would say that's part of being fair about it um right this is kind of a more specific feels like a more specific bullet point of the last thing it's yeah it's a, it's a subset in a way um so you oh you have access to decks all day long ah I guess this is a good opportunity to steal this person's deck or, uh, or tell one of your buddies the contents of, uh, that super sweet tech that someone they're going to be playing. And if, you know, possibly a round or two is going to be playing mm-hmm. or, Oh, this is my buddy. I'm not going to give them a warning or a game loss or whatever penalty because they're my buddy. And I know they're, they're fine. Right. Yeah. I've 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 had plenty of tournaments where, you know, close friends or in some cases my wife was playing the tournament and you know, it's important to especially for perception, uh obviously people are going to to assume just just on a baseline that because you're a human, you might be biased towards, you know, your friends, your partner, whoever it is, your family members, and so it's important to act in a way that doesn't just make sure that you're not using your your judge status unfairly, you also want to make sure that you don't look like you're doing that because that's part of this whole thing, right? The, the perception wanna, is very real. Yeah. There's when wanna, you're at a, a local game store or an MCQ or something, those TOs are le- often letting you behind the counter of their store. Okay. There's, yeah. there's a lot of trust. There's a huge amount of trust there, and when that trust gets gets broken, uh it reflects negatively on all of us because the next, because you start getting into TOs that won't let you, you know, won't let you use the printer because you come behind the counter or something along those lines. And it starts making it difficult for us to do our jobs because someone did something. The other judge, the other judge. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So we, we have, we have a lot, so we need to be kind of seen as paragons of the community, you know, uh, don't, you know, pressure people into making trades uh, that they might not want to because, you know, oh, this this regular Liliana and that, uh you know, that alternate art Liliana that you got in an F&M pack. I mean, it's, it's the same card. So go ahead and, and uh, trade that to me. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely the same. <laughs> yeah, just just yeah. swing that I mean, on over here. No problem. I mean, yeah, it's it's no problem. I mean, I am the judge. They're worth the same. You can trust me. Right. Uh, in the realm of so. Would you say that that doing that and not abusing that trust would be part of creating a welcoming environment? Uh, I I would. Yeah. Oh hey. And that is that is kind of our next thing, isn't it? Yep. Again, in the realm of of things that are kind of all intertwined, just on the basis of what they are. Um, our next thing is that judges should create a welcoming environment, and more than just a normal magic player, we're we're a big part of this community and we're looked at and kind of put on a pedestal, whether or not we want to be there's you, you want to make people safe or feel safe. You want to make people feel welcomed and whether by action or inaction, you, you cannot contribute to 
a community that makes anyone feel unsafe in that way. And inaction is the hardest. Yep. I think the hardest part of that equation. Yep. Because it's 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 so easy to to see something and to to freeze up or to say, well, okay, this will just resolve itself, and I don't want to deal with that. And this is one of the ones where you sort of have to put yourself in the shoes of somebody who you know just showed up to to that store or that tournament today for the first time. And they see that behavior and nobody's doing anything about it. And they say, oh, okay, well, that's acceptable here. And that means one of two things. Either A, I'm going to participate in that behavior. Or B, I'm going to leave because I find that behavior distasteful. And both of those are just going to cause bigger problems for for you as a judge down the road if you sort of let that go. If you just accept that that's how it's going to be. Yeah. And because it's always been that way. And one one of the things to to keep in mind this this kind of cycle cycles back into uh, the fact that judging is by and large a customer service role. Mm-hmm. Like that, yeah. you know, we we answer rules questions as a as a customer service, but we're also providing a play experience, providing an environment that people can play in. And if you are enabling enabling you know people to feel uh, uh harassed or bullied or doing the harassing and doing the bullying um you're then you're not fulfilling your your obligations of of the customer service role and but it, it doesn't necessarily have to just stop within the bounds of of an event and we're we're going to talk a little bit later about you know how how much this stuff spills into non-event life but if you go out to dinner uh, after uh, uh, an event, and you you know you you still need to you know create a welcoming environment at that dinner, you know. Yeah. So be mindful bully- that it's still you're still a judge. There are still players around, and yeah. you're still that person. You, while while you're not on the clock with respect to the event, you are still representing judges. That person still saw you today at the event, and remembers that you're a judge or whatever. Yep. Now, or, does yeah, that mean right. does that mean at the bar you can't like do a body shot if other people are doing body shots? No. Have a yeah. Has that anyone that's done defi- a body shot in the last 10 years? I have never I don't okay, like <laughs> I I've been I've been to a lot of places and I've 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 had I've had more than one shot in my life, but I've never done or seen done a body shot. I've like I don't even know one. Wow. And it was with judges and <laughs> and it was because the conversation began has anyone ever actually seen one of these? Oh, oh no. And then man. it became that it became no, let's create a story. Oh no. You did yeah. it. It's yeah. all come full, full it circle. Is. It's it full circle. Now it's a story. Now it's yeah, you did it for story equity and now yeah. you have it. That's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> right. All um, right. Have we stopped taking body shots? I mean, have we started? I don't know. I got so, water here. Hold on. So if you stop taking body shots before you start taking body shots, did the creature ever get exiled? Oh my gosh. Ah, it never left. <laughs> it never left. Thank you. It's, Thank you, Vanisher It's a vanishing light, not an oblivion ring. Okay, that was a bad joke. I take responsibility for that. <laughs> All right. Um, well, now that we've completed our non-existent body shots. Um, we should take responsibility for our conduct. <laughs> Judges should take responsibility for their conduct and for the use of their judge status and authority, which uh, again, you'll, you'll notice a theme that, that I think Brogan has really keyed on, keyed in on where 
these these sections are kind of referential to the other section to give you the idea that this is all this is all one thing. These these rules don't exist in a vacuum, right? These principles don't exist. They don't stand on their own because they're all part of this this idea of you know being a judge and making people feel safe and and doing doing the right thing. It's all part letters. of the yes. same thing. And I think one of the one of the things that is is really covered in this uh, this section that I really appreciate it is judges should admit and accept their mistakes and be honest and direct in their communication. And that is that's a that's a tough ask, right? Oh, it's hard to be. Yep. To admit and accept our mistakes and, and be honest and direct about it. To go up to a player and say, hey, last round, you know, I told you that this worked this way. And I talked to another judge and I found out that it worked that way. And I'm sorry about that, you know, and or or to say, hey, team lead, you know, it was me who cut the slips funny. And I'm sorry about that. And can you show me how to do a better job or whatever it is? That's hard. I'm so, sure we have all had to do that at some point. So I got I got a fun one. Uh, at the at the first GP Vegas, um, you know how they had that those they had four, it was four separate events, so each event had its main stage, uh, mm-hmm. and there was a plus like a, a walkway between all four stages for for touch staff that was right smack in the middle middle of the entire event. I may have yelled obscenities at another judge angrily. <laughs> oh no! In the center, oh, no. and after I had about ten minutes to calm down. I then went and apologized to both uh, that judge and one of the head judges that happened to be there. Be like, hey, that might not have been a cool thing for me to do. Yeah. That was a tough event. Yeah. Now, in, in a, a lot of ways. Way, me, me, <laughs> was okay, that the first GP never. Vegas or the big, big GP it Vegas? The, it was the first GP Vegas. Got where it. No yeah. One, where no one knew really what was going on. It's just, I would say, ah, oh, it's really big. Ah. Uh, yeah, there was. Big lines and everything. It was Panic. it was a lot. This is like twice as big as big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so def- definitely one one of the other things is um, so if you if you if you mess up at an event, uh, own it. You know, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be. You know, it, it can just be getting a ruling wrong. It could be acting in a in an improper way. Uh, but own it. Don't try and hide it. Don't try and. Well, the other person, um, you know, try and, and justify the behavior because really what it boils down to is you, you don't control the other person. You control you. So you need to own what you did and no one made you do a thing. Yep. Just you own just, your own behavior. Yeah. Be, be honest, be receptive to, to feedback and just yeah. do, do what you do for you. Own your stuff. Yeah. 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 We made that. PG rated. On your yeah. stuff. On your stuff. On your stuff. stuff. All right. Huh. <laughs> what's that huh for, Brian? I think. What's, what's the last one there? <laughs> oh, it's that uh, anything that would be considered player misconduct is always considered judge misconduct, which, you know, fair. Right. If we're trying to keep events fair, it doesn't make sense for us to go around cheating. It just it just seems sort of sort of counterproductive. And. If there's if if or if you you know rage out at your LGS and like threaten a bunch of people and I don't know you do something really dumb and scream and run out of your LGS, that's perhaps a problem as a yeah, player and as a judge. Can't go to F and M and flip tables. It's not doesn't work out. It's still uh it's still an issue. Like if you get if you get uh if you get suspended by by the player investigations committee. 
um, you you will be suspended by the judge program for that length of time as well. Um, that's just that's just how it goes that's because how we it be. you know because of fairness, right? It doesn't it doesn't ju- players are unlikely to think an event is fairly run if there is a judge at the helm who has been suspended for I don't know like stacking their deck or something. That just doesn't doesn't really seem like it would work out. It just feels wrong to be able to judge a tournament that you could not play in yeah yep and that's our that's our overall sort of yep. principles so uh yeah so be be a good person <laughs> don't be don't be in and i'm, I'm not oh, saying that if you PG. that if you don't at, at no point are we saying that if you you know get mad at fnm and you leave early and you're frustrated that oh you're not going to be able to be a judge anymore that's that's not how it goes, just be mindful and go from there. So, so let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. So, obviously, we we don't want a judge to uh, use their judge status unfairly to maybe make a an, an, a lopsided trade, you know, uh, uh, in a malicious way. Mm-hmm. However, if I'm a judge, you know, that's cool. But I'm also like a hedge fund manager. <laughs> uh, in my in my day in my day to day life, and I engage in shady business practices that are on a much larger scale than the 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 Lilia, the discussion of the Liliana trade. But it's basically the same thing. So what uh uh can the so what what's uh, that doesn't seem that doesn't seem like the uh, I'm violating the code there. Can I still right. can I still be a judge and also a soulless corporate drone? Sure. On on an ow, I feel attacked. Um. (laughs) Well, regardless of whether or not you feel like there's any ethical consumption under capitalism, well, we we do have a system that covers this, it turns out. (laughs) Um, uh, In most cases, it's... It, it doesn't matter if in your day to, in your day job you are day trader Vader uh, making shady business deals uh, you can uh, you can still be a judge because we do care about whether or not your behaviors are connected to magic um, if you are we, we, we separate behaviors into three categories which are basically behaviors that are directly connected to magic and to judging behavior that's partially connected and behavior that's not connected uh, for some people you're always at least, partially connected uh Hmm. people like people like program coordinators for example uh you know not that i know any of those uh regional coordinators or grand prix head judges again don't know any of those um yep Uh, so so um so program coordinators are always at least partially connected to magic per per this uh this code of conduct here uh yeah 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 brian um (laughs) i'm just uh uh do but, you wanna, but as a as a as a program coordinator, uh, could, can I make edits to this? <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on now. Wait a second here. Uh, uh, let me just uh, hmm. just go log into Google Docs and remove <laughs> yeah. your permissions, <laughs> and we're good. Okay, all set. Moving on. <laughs> Everything solved. I'm, I'm making a face. Um, <laughs> all right, perfect for radio. Yeah. So. All right, so so there's some roles that, based on their high visibility status, they are always considered at least partially connected to to magic. So if I go out and kill somebody, mm-hmm. 
that's partially connected to even even if they're not like a player or anything. So, if you specifically go yeah. out and do murder, the worst crime, then yeah. yes. Yes, it's still partially connected. All right. Um, I feel like that's not the part I should be worried about. But it's not. It's really not. No. It's but it is for this talking. Okay. So <laughs> I'm glad you're worried about whether or not you can still be a judge if you murder someone. Right, yeah, that seems so very relevant. Your priorities right. are well, hey, the most I was just throwing in order. That I was just throwing that out there. Okay, so there's 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 the directly connected. Uh, so what are what are some examples of things that are directly connected? Because that's easy to get your head around. Directly connected right. to magic and judging. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's basically if you're if you are acting as a judge or you're representing yourself actively as a judge then a certified judge then then you're directly connected if you're wearing your judge shirt if you are working an event even if you're on break if you are if you have your your icon on social media as yourself in a judge shirt um and you talk about judge stuff on on your twitter if you are contributing to judge apps if you're using your region's discord or slack or facebook page those things are all directly connected so so if i'm in a forum discussion on judge apps you know that is a that is a a, a thing for judges a communication platform for judges so shocking that's directly related to judging yeah now now you said doing anything while representing yourself as a as a judge this includes a photo of themselves in a judge shirt as their icon on social media. Yeah, if you if your little Twitter person icon is yourself in your judge shirt at, at a photo at a, in a photo at a magic fest, or you know you are your and your Twitter bio says you know I'm Eric Levine, level three judge, regional coordinator. Uh, then you're you're representing yourself as a judge. So because um, you're you're actively showing the world you are a judge you can't just say oh i'm not i'm not i'm not a judge online well from somebody on the outside looking in they see your icon with your face and a judge uniform and your twitter thing says i'm a judge you're you're representing yourself as a judge and when you do that you're representing the program and anything that you do <laughs> is something a judge does and, and if you're sitting and if you're sitting back going wait so the magic judge code applies to me getting into a Facebook argument. Uh, that's not cool. Um, ch- change your profile. Yeah. Like, yeah just, just do that. Yeah. There you go. Just don't like when you say like employed by magic judge. No, just no. <laughs> magic judges aren't employees. Um, yeah. so I left the room for a second. What happened? What? Uh, huh? Oh, I had, a, <laughs> had a small stroke. What? Ears are ringing. It's weird. Yeah. Um, so, so right. If you're, if you, and if you're in your region, like your region has a Facebook group or a Slack or anything like that, you know, yeah, you're still talking. Yeah. You're still being friends and stuff, but that's a, that's a communication platform for judges. So yes, that's, that's related, obviously. And, and to be clear, like, I don't care if you get into an argument about Game of Thrones or something. You know, un- until I you really start. I really didn't like, like the ending of Money in the Bank. Right? Fight me yeah, about it. I, I'm also <laughs> mad about the ending of Money in the Bank, but like uh, until until you start, you know, making people feel unsafe or excluded or or using hate speech or something, you know, it's this is not this is not what the Magic do, Judge Code is here for. Do not worry. I can 
I can tell Brogan that I loved the ending of Money in the Bank. I thought it was great and that and that it's ridiculous that she didn't like it and everyone should like it. And I'm not breaking the magic judge code. I'm I'm kind of being a, an idiot, but I'm not making, breaking the magic judge code. You have a yeah. hot take, but that doesn't mean that you <laughs> it's are a bad take. <laughs> you're the heated heated discussion if Brienne should have ended up with Jamie or Tormont. Got it. Right. Exactly. Yes. Making, I'm making it about something I understand because money in the bank is about, like <laughs> wrestling. Eric, Eric Levine of. is our it is wrestling. Eric Levine is our Venn diagram of he gets Game of Thrones and wrestling. It's oh. perfect. Oh, <laughs> he's he's like a Reese's Reese's peanut butter cup. He's got chocolate and peanut butter. Exactly. All right, both of those things. So yeah. we know we know now what is directly connected. Uh, what is what qualifies as partially connected? So this is obviously a little more nebulous. Yep. Um, but it's, uh, it's gonna be things where, you know, you're, you're doing something that involves magic, um, but maybe you're not judging or you're talking to a, a group that is talking about magic, but you're not acting as a judge at that time. Um, you're, you know, you're just hanging out at your, your LGS playing FNM. Or you're you're at dinner after a magic fest or something. Uh, these or are apparently playing on Magic Online, uh, which I had which I had forgotten. But uh, but this is uh, these are all partially connected to to magic and judging. So it it is all stuff that is magic related. You are interacting with players or other judges, but you are not representing yourself actively as a judge or right. are actively judging. Because if somebody, you know, if nobody knows you're a judge, then your actions theoretically couldn't reflect on the judge program. But in, you know, in a large enough group, somebody's going to know. Uh, somebody's always going to go, hey, I've seen that person before. You know, they were a judge at my last MCQ. And now they're they're taking body shots, and well, again, we we established we don't care about body shots, no, but we really don't. <laughs> <laughs> now they're being awful. They're yeah, they're they're being terrible. They're being awful. They're and saying some very mean things to some people. They're saying some of the worst words I've ever heard, and and that's no good. That's still a problem. Some of the worst words. Um. All right. Well. Yeah, the partially connected is is just by virtue of what it is going to be a little bit harder to quantify. Yeah, it's easier to think about it as the the territory that lies between directly connected and then the next category we're talking about. If you think of it as it's kind of like it's kind of like GRV, where if it's not one or the other, then it's GRV. It's the catch-all. Yeah. So uh the other is got the other not connected. So if I'm a judge, but I'm at work and not talking about magic and just living my day to day life. Right. That's not magic connected. Yeah. If you're at work and you don't, you don't work for, you know, channel fireball or something. Fair. Then, then, then yeah, what you're doing is not, not connected to magic. Um, because just being a judge doesn't, doesn't mean that you're always connected to magic all the time. Uh, in fact, some people prefer not to be connected to magic all the time. And while I don't understand that necessarily, I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> I've you do heard not that live people that life. do that. I've yeah, heard I, of this. I've, I've heard that too, but it's been, it's been a heck of a 10 years and now I don't know what that's like anymore. 
Um, so, but yeah, if, if you find yourself in some sort of strange situation where you're just, you exist in the world as a magic judge, but aren't doing anything related to magic or judging and aren't talking about how you're a judge or representing yourself as a judge, it's not connected. So, uh, so if I refuse a congressional subpoena, Mm, interesting, is that, is that, uh, uh, that's not connected. Well, first of all, Brian, if you refuse a congressional subpoena, it is still partially connected because you're a program coordinator. <laughs> I like that he keeps reminding you of this, Brian. I, right? Is are you setting me up for something here? I don't I, not, I'm just, I, I, you know, I'm just taking notes over here. Okay. No, it's, it's <laughs> great. You know, refused congressional subpoena. Yeah. Brian, at, at 32 minutes into the podcast, Brian, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, I can't wait for this Netflix documentary to come out. <laughs> Ooh. Yes, I, I've murdered somebody. I've refused a congressional <laughs> subpoena. Uh, You've been involved in body shots. Never released oh my, my taxes. Uh. <laughs> the other thing is that cases of very serious alleged misconduct may represent significant and exceptional circumstances which warrant the judge program's consideration. So I guess if anybody, anybody who's a certified judge uh, does murder or refuses a congressional subpoena that may warrant consideration. Now I need I need like a rack and stack. Is congressional subpoena like on the <laughs> same? Like I I think I need some scaling here. Are, are they both just over the line? <laughs> like where where I mean, are they at relative? Right to- right is like is like one on the line and one completely over. Are you asking me what high crimes and misdemeanors are? Is that the conversation we're I'm, having right you now? You know. Um, I'm not. I'm not an expert. I don't really know uh, what uh, what that is. I'll let I'll let some other body decide what that is. That, and that's that's what I'm for. That's what yeah. me oh, and the JCC go. are for. Okay, yes. convenient. Oh, that's an interesting segue. <laughs> oh, right. Except for intent, you got to talk about intent. We do. Uh, uh, and that is where the JCC gets involved. So, uh, are you saying that intent matters when it comes to determining? What happens when somebody violates the magic judge code? For sure, I think that um, you know one of the one of the things that uh, is really important about all this is that it doesn't exist in a vacuum, right? Like the things we do are 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 motivated by you know what we what we think and what we intend. And if I do something that is deeply offensive to you, but I because I am you know just an uneducated dummy you say from the know. south you can say from um, the south it's fine if if, oh. that's no <laughs> no missouri's not the south um that's true oh, wait that's not what you were saying no um if you don't mean offense that you know and you say oh my gosh i'm so sorry i'm not going to do that again and you don't do that again that's very different than saying like all right i'm gonna go i'm gonna get on the skype call and i'm gonna insult I'm going to insult Florida until Bpril cries. Those those two things are very different, and they should be treated differently. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I'm just sitting here wondering what it would actually take to get that end result. To get you to cry <laughs> right. about make, by making fun of Florida. <laughs> right. I mean, I tried to choose some sort of impossible-sounding task, not as a <laughs> challenge. This is not a challenge. No? I realize I'm on the internet. Um, but... <laughs> Challenge accepted. Money in the bank. Let's go. Ah, darn. <laughs> okay. Cashing it in. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we use three different categories of intent sort of to identify, like, how serious an issue is and, and how it should be treated and what kind of resolution should be applied. 
Um, if if the JCC thinks the judge wasn't aware it was a breach of the code to do what they were doing, then we treat it as ignorant. If they think they if we think they knew or they should reasonably have known, um, but you know aren't aren't doing this all the time and weren't trying to be sneaky about it, you know, and 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 hide their actions, that it's opportunistic. And if we think they knew and that was their plan all along, or they have a pattern of doing this thing over and over again, then it's premeditated. And those three things kind of inform how we deal with the situation once we've decided to address it. In that they will each receive a little some less leniency as the as yeah. as you go down that list. Exactly. And we'll we'll talk about the different options that the JCC has uh, a little later, but you know, the 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 range of options that we're going to use is is different based on the the intent that we evaluate. So do we want to talk about what are the what are the types of things that uh might get you might get you reported and then talk about where to report things? Sure. There's there's lots of types of misconduct. Uh we're going to go over a few of them. It's not an exhaustive list. Uh, uh the first the first one on the list is violating an event integrity. So these these are these are these are kind of a list of things that, you know, we we outlined the principles above. Um these are actual like categories of of things that that you might do that are a violation of those principles. So violating in, uh, event integrity is kind of when you take advantage of like a conflict of interest or like maybe uh or you pair uh, around to make sure that your buddy plays against the weaker opponents. And this is another kind of example of the, yeah. oh, like, oh, my, my, you're going to be playing against this person this round. Oh, let's just, I'll slip you their deck list so you can take a look. Right. right. And it, it, and, and these categories are all going to sort of reflect back to the principles that we, that we outlined earlier, because, uh, if they, if they didn't, those principles wouldn't make a lot of sense. Um, and this this ties you know right into not using your your judge status uh, or authority for for undue personal gain or malicious intent. Um, this is this is a lot of what that is. Um, you know, like like changing the pairings or, or giving people deck lists yeah. and all that stuff, or, or even just because we have maintenance requirements, you got to do a certain number of events each year, and you just kind of you know you're at home and you just call in and you're like, hey, Fred, uh, put me in for F and M. Okay, thanks. Yeah, can you just uh, say that I worked your, yeah. your event tonight? Yeah. Yeah, just slide me on there, no yeah. problem. Yeah, hook me up, bro. Um, well, turn turns out, problem. Yeah. Uh, another uh, another example uh, of, of misconduct is uh, misrepresenting judge status. Now, this one's a little, a little weirder now. Right. Uh, but this is where you, you know, maybe you're a level one... Or, or a level two and you're, tr and you try to represent yourself as a level two or level three, like as a level higher in order to gain some sort of advantage. Um, there have been a few events that I've been at where I've been told that a judge is a level three judge mm -hmm. that, that in, in the state of, in the state of Florida. Oh, I'm a level three judge. Oh, really? Yeah. But tell me, tell me more about that. Yes. Tell yes. me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who was on your panel? Great. Oh, um, oh Billy Willie. I'm so glad to see you. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. It, it turns out that, that you shouldn't, you shouldn't say that you're a, like a level three judge just to win an internet argument or, or to, to 
tell somebody at FNM that their their ruling is is wrong or something I, like I that. I clearly know better than you because I am the biggest fanciest. I'm a level five. Yes. Oh, somebody. I, I think in in the year the year 2016, a person on the internet told me that they were a level five judge, and I was very entertained by that. Very good. So I was I was at a an FNM, and I got into a rules discussion with my opponent, and he informed me that he was correct because he used to be a level one judge. And oh, I, that's fantastic. And Oof. I and I asked him. I said, "So does judge level correspond?" To like how how good you are with the rules, and he's like, obviously. <laughs> so <laughs> so my hand shot up, and I called judge, and the judge comes over, and my my question to the judge is, what what level judge am I? <laughs> oh, no. Did you actually do this, Brian? <laughs> Yes. He said, he said, uh, you're a level three, Brian. And I looked at my phone and I was like, I'm a level three. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, how, did your opponent's bones crumble to dust? He, he had a, a, a rea- he had a negative reaction to that. Um, it was yeah. just kind of like deflating, you know, just, Slumping of shoulders. Oh, Brian, I gotta. That's rude. That's beautiful. That's rude. <laughs> I just asked. You know, he's like, "Well, I know how this works because I used to be a level one judge." And I was like, "Oh, set this person up, <laughs> right? Hey, just gonna, you know, all set right. it up. All right, all right. Yes. Anyway, um, <laughs> would, you, would you say that would be a significant diplomacy failure? Not quite. Not, but, not quite. Uh, no. <laughs> but this is this is one of the bigger, more uh, uh, let's say more well traveled categories of the 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 magic judge code. Um, basically, if you if you do something where where somebody says like you know I I I wouldn't want to you know this person was incredibly rude I wouldn't want to you know judge with them or be in a tournament that they judged or you know have them as a judge on my events as a TO. Uh, that's that's likely to be an issue. That's that would probably fall into this category. Um, it's it's you know it's it's not it specifically does not include general abrasiveness uh, or unfriendliness, especially within social media. So again, we are not here to litigate your arguments about uh, Jamie Lannister's Wikipedia page. But oh, uh, nice. But, but we we don't want you to be just outright rude to people. Uh, at events or when you're partially connected to magic or any of those times. All right. Uh, And sorry, Bergen, go on. No, I was just going to say that this along with, with uh, this one in particular, I think has some more of that sort of premeditated versus uh, opportunistic versus ignorant. If you, if you know that somebody has done this same sort of very bad thing, repeatedly it's going to be different right okay. that's not that that stops being yeah. you know an ignorant behavior and starts being right. a, a pattern of problematic behavior and that that becomes something that they i would encourage you to report if you do know know about that mm-hmm. yeah. and there's a there's a group of like three or four of these that i think we can cover all at once that are kind of in the what i'll call a duh category yep. um we'll say like uh harassment Assault, wagery and bribery, theft. Those are all, 
I mean, we shouldn't really need to go in and be like, hey, here's why theft is bad. Um, if, if these do not speak for themselves, please feel free to email me, and I will be happy to explain them to you at length, but I'm sure they speak for themselves. Right. And there's there's a, there's another one, and this one's, I think, the newest category. It's a, it's abuse of trust, abuse of program role. Yeah. Um, this is uh, a judge uh, based on your role within the program. You can be entrusted with, with access to private or sensitive information about the program, other judges, players. And if you violate that trust, uh, that can fall into this. And an example of that could be as mundane as, uh, I'm a level two judge and I share with you the answer key for the L1 test that you're taking. Yep. Um, or it could be, um, uh, misreporting the number of attendees at your conference. Uh, yeah. For, for some other, for some reason, well, I don't know why that would <laughs> oh, be. Brian, not uh, sure why. I does it? How did? What about if I say, "Hey, uh, my friend, if you nominate me for exemplar, I'll give you half my foils." Ooh, I'm glaring. <laughs> I'm just, hmm. I can feel it through the internet. Does it resonate with you? It. D- it 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 made me a little little upset. Yeah, and the exemplar program we actually, in addition to the JCC, we have our own uh, uh, setup as well as, as 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 booting people out of exemplar for periods of time um, uh, for 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 nominations for sketchy things. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So like, if you if you gain if you gain information, uh, you know that's that is that is specific to your role. Um, and you let it let it loose, or, or tell some tell some people, and it and it gets around and can cause damage, cause harm. Then yeah, that might be a thing. There was a I remember a long time ago uh, I had done some work on a section of the MTR, and it was gonna it was gonna change, and I had been sent an advanced copy of the 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 MTR like a few days before it was gonna be released, and in the MTR there was a a section about like. There's that that good section about cards that are banned in different formats. And as I was reading through, I noticed, oh, this list is different than it used to be. Oh, no. And so that suddenly meant two things for me. One, I can't sell any of these cards until this becomes public. And two, at work, because I was working at a card shop at the time, when someone comes in and says, I want to buy four foil copies of this card for my modern deck, I had to say, yes, absolutely, here you go. Um, and, but that's the kind of information that, that judges are sometimes entrusted with that, that could be, you know, like, it would fall into this category if I, if I had done, you know, if I'd done the bad thing, if I'd gone and sold all my whatever, I don't even remember what card it was anymore, gone and sold whatever it was or, or told my friend like, hey, don't buy those. They're getting banned in four days. Right. Like that would be, that would be really bad. That is a problem. All right. So, uh, so those are, those are things that, uh, uh, that judges can do. Uh, let's, let's talk briefly about, um, so y- you're a player or another judge, and you think you witness one of these things. Um, oh yeah. How do you? What do you? What do you do? That's a very that's a very important question. We have a tool for reporting these things called uh, the the feedback form, the judge feedback form that that feeds into um, a a form that that I as the judge conduct lead can see uh, and other people cannot see because 
we, you know, privacy is really important in this process. And uh, there is a really cool link to it that is cute and easy to read. And I had it on this page and I lost it. I put it somewhere when is it fe- something happened. Feedback.magicjudges.org? It is feedback.magicjudges.org. There it is. Hey. I closed <laughs> the wrong window. Perfect. Yes. So there's a really cool place you can go to report this sort of thing. It's feedback.magicjudges.org. Um, and that'll take you straight to the Magic Judge Feedback Form version 2. Um, and lets you submit you know, feedback about uh, a judge, whether it's positive or negative or just general feedback about the program. Uh, so, so even if you say, you know, I think, I think dogs should be able to judge, you can put that in this form too. And we'll, you know, we'll take that under advisement. I think dogs should vote. Exactly. Good. Um, uh, so, so one, one thing that, that Eric did touch on, I know that this, we've been talking about, you know, like what happens if the, a bad thing occurs and it's like, okay, submit, via the feedback form, but this also does positive things as well. So if you are at a pre-release and a judge does something amazing, the positive stuff can get forward. Like if you, if you say you want to share it with the RC, it goes there and the yep. regional coordinator gets that information and it could turn into like exemplar nominations. It could turn into like, you know, an attaboy, uh, and, and, you know, or maybe, maybe things on, uh, 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 you know, comments when you apply for a, a, a GP, you know, so, so good things. It, it's not just for the bad things. It's also for good and great things as well. I receive a surprising amount of positive feedback through a form, which is spoken about mostly in hushed whispers when people talk about reporting misconduct. So uh, it seems like people, more people are knowledgeable and excited about using this form to report cool things about judges than than you might think. So that's awesome. I'm really, really glad to hear that. Uh that people are actually using that as a as a good feedback form and not just a oh this is this a, a terrible thing has occurred. I have to put it into this void of badness. Yes. That people are have have accepted that this is for good feedback too. Now I get to send emails to to players to say, "Hey, thanks for telling me about the cool thing this person did." Uh, you know, you said it, you were cool with their RC hearing about it, so I'll make sure they do. That's always fun. I like that. That's one of that's one of the best parts of this whole process uh, because it's positive and uh, and and innocent and happy. <laughs> okay, so so something's been reported, and we realize that that. Um, the 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 JCC process is going to be a bit of a black box, mm-hmm. okay. And there's 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 reasons for that. But coming out of the black box, okay, there's a series of resolutions that could happen, and yep. these are factoring in the the what the action was, what the connection to magic was, what the intent was. Uh, things can happen coming out. Yes, and what what and- are the the process is 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 partially a black box but it's not it's not totally opaque like the basic outline is that you know we 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 take the information that we're given as part of a report either through that form or to magicjudgefeedback@gmail.com where you can also send feedback um and we gather information and statements from other relevant parties and then uh I and the other members of the JCC have a spirit discussion about what to do. And then we, we apply one of these resolutions. Um, and those are, 
those are fairly they're they're all fairly simple. Um, no action is a fairly obvious one. We decide, hey, you know what? Uh, this wasn't the 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 judge code wasn't violated. No big deal. We're not going to do anything because uh, you know uh, st- uh, plenty of things get reported that don't rise to that level. So it, okay, it's so ju- it's just yep, we're 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 not we're not going to do anything. But thank you for letting us know. And I imagine that's a fair number of things. Yeah, like and and those 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 may not you know. They they may they may be that they're not connected to magic, or it may be that somebody has misunderstood the judge code, or or something else. But there are there are a good number of things that we that we do not take direct action. So on. so if if I if a judge does something that I'm very 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 upset about, okay, and I submit and write something up to the to the to the JCC, and they determine that there's no action, it's not it's not connected to magic or anything like that. Um, you know, I, I shouldn't be trying to, or, or I can't expect the JCC to, to weaponize the JCC. Right. That's not, that's not going to work. If you, if you are just frustrated or angry about someone's behavior, you know, and, but it doesn't violate the magic judge code, you're, you are not going to get me where, uh, I, I take, <laughs> I take a pretty dim view of that, in fact. So, so I think this person is a bad person and here's why, here's feedback. You, you, the JCC might look at that and say like, okay, yeah, the person's a jerk, but not a jerk, not a jerk in a way that we care about. Right. And if you've, if you've given me feedback that, that is of that type, uh, if you've given me permission, I might share that feedback with the judge's regional coordinator and say, Hey, you know, we're not taking action on this, but here's something to look out for in case, in case this situation does get worse, right? Like either, either in terms of that person's behavior or in terms of your, you know, if you've given permission for me to share your name, which people don't always do, and that's fine. Then, then I would say, might say it might be worth, you know, making sure that these, these two people, uh, finding ways to improve their relationship, uh, or, or, you know, keep them, keep them separated, whatever, <laughs> whatever it takes. Just a thing that is worth being aware of. Yeah. And and I, I do note that like people frequently send in reports where they say I don't want my name shared with anybody, and that's okay. That's I super will not okay. if if you tell me you don't want your name shared with anybody, I will not share your name with with anybody. You know, like the JCC can pro- the the rest of the 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 JCC will not see your name. The RC of the the judges involved will not see your name. You know, nobody's going to see your name, but you know, it, it, except for me, and it's just going to sit in my Google form and, and not go anywhere. JC, uh, the feedback form allows you to submit anonymous feedback, correct? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, just from a, uh, a standpoint, it's probably if you're providing anonymous feedback and you want action to be done, you are making it more difficult to for the for investigations to happen if you are providing information anonymously. A hundred percent. It's a lot harder. Yeah. It's impossible to gain more information about the scenario if you don't know who to talk to about it. There have been very few cases where I or I think historically the JCC have been able to act on anonymous feedback. Um, now, let's say, you know, one person gives feedback and attaches their name to it. And then there are a few more people who give anonymous feedback that that corroborate that. Then, you know, then there may be something there. But if I just have one person reporting anonymously, I'm I'm going to try like I'm still going to try to figure out, OK, who else was involved in this situation and what do they know? And are they going to talk to me? But oftentimes 
on in those situations, unfortunately, I come up empty and I wish I had a better way of dealing with those situations because I know that those are those are issues. People are reporting issues, not just because they feel like it, but it's tough. Yeah, it's not like somebody is taking the time out of their day and, and submitting a personal story just to to tell it. Yeah. Um, but it, it, I can absolutely understand why you wouldn't want that information shared, and that's absolutely okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. So we had no action. What's what's the next? The uh, next one up is is warning letter, which is just you know you might get a you'll you'll get an email from. From from Eric Levine, uh, managing member of TCG Solutions LLC, on behalf of the Judge Conduct Committee, that says, "Hey, uh, we evaluated your behavior and found that it was in violation of the Magic Judge Code. Uh, don't do that. You you need to stop. And if you continue to behave this way, we're going to take it very seriously and and probably end up using one of the resolutions that we talk about in the next thirty seconds or so." Well, you, do you want to tell us about them? So. So the the next one up is suspension, and that's sort of an obvious uh, <laughs> an obvious thing, right? Like if you if you get suspended, then then for that means for some amount of time that you you can't judge events, you can't you know uh, participate in exemplar, you can't do other, you can't go to conferences, you can't do other judge type stuff while you're suspended. Makes sense. You're in timeout. But okay. You're, okay. Yeah, you're not suspended from playing Magic. No, that's that's an important thing to know. That is is that if you get uh, suspended from playing, you'll get suspended from judging. But it doesn't go the other way. If you get suspended from judging, unless you hear that you can't play, then then you can still play. Right. Um, the next one, which is kind of uh, it's it's not really a ladder of like up and down necessarily on this one, is demotion. Um, where if if there is there is a circumstance where. Um, you've, the, the judge conduct code has been broken and you, you're no, because of that, um, because of the type of issue that has, that has come up, you're no longer, uh, considered a fit to serve at, at your current judge level. You might be demoted to, to a different level. And then, and then the obvious next sort of next step from there is decertification, where if something very serious happens, and I, I want to emphasize that this is only in very serious circumstances, you might lose your judge certification entirely. That's, yeah, I, I, I cannot begin to imagine how, how rare that has to be. It's, it's pretty rare. Yeah. Um, now, at what point does any of this impact if you have any advanced roles? Like, let's say Brian were to be a do severely violate the magic judge conduct code. Right. So back to the situation where Brian, you know, uh, ignores his congressional subpoena or whatever it is. Yes. Um, If you get suspended, demoted or decertified and you have an advanced role, then you lose those advanced roles. And what? uh, Yeah, I know. Hold on. So you mean if I'm a GP head judge Mm -hmm. and I get, get suspended I'm no longer a GP head judge. That uh, that makes some sense, doesn't it? It does make some sense. Makes a lot of sense. It does make a lot of sense. I can still coordinate that program, though, right? Mm, can't coordinate that program either. Can't coordinate the region. Can't coordinate uh, the program. And uh, one of the other important ones that doesn't uh, isn't always considered an advanced role in other contexts, but is in this context, are. JCC members in the JCC lead. And I think that that is, uh, it's another one of those things where, you know, we talked about earlier how if you're not, 
comporting yourself properly. If you're cheating at, at, at magic, then you, you might not be uh, a suitable judge in the same way. If you are, if you're breaking the magic judge code, you might not be super suitable to serve on the JCC or be the JCC lead. <laughs> you mean if I think something, if I think, if I think racial slurs are okay, I might not be well suited to adjudicate other people using strange. Huh. Yeah. Strangely, if you're, if your belie- beliefs and values don't line up with the magic judge code, you might be, you might have a difficult time <laughs> serving on the JCC. Might have a bad time. Okay. Yeah. You're going to have a bad time. That's a lot of information about. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And, and this is one of those things that, that judges talk about, as you said earlier, with, with, with hushed tones and as, as though <clears throat> you're, it's this big, huge, scary thing. And I can say that it's, there's a lot of information here that you can mm-hmm. access. And I think a lot of judges, Correct me if I'm wrong. I think a lot of judges may have never read the judge code of conduct. I uh, I agree with you. I don't think I don't think I think a lot of judges have not read the judge code of conduct. I think a lot of judges aren't aware uh, of the level of information out there. And I'm not trying to blame anybody. Oh I'm no, just saying it's a it's a 19 page document. I understand people haven't sat down and read it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, there's there's a lot of information, and if people have questions, I am happy to try to answer them. I can't answer every question necessarily because there are some some things I don't you know that I don't talk about in in public or or in private really even because you know if you say hey how long am I going to get suspended for if I do this you know I'm not going to answer that because that's that violates the premise of this whole this whole code of conduct the social contract that we have that's not how this works right so so let me ask you a common question okay mm-hmm. and when people when people when people talk about the jcc and they go okay so you you've suspended you've suspended a judge um you know don't we have a right to know who that you know those suspended judges and why they were suspended right i understand mm-hmm. i get that question a decent amount as you yep. probably understand yep um and the answer is, uh, I mean, I, I can't give you specific legal answers, but, but the answer is because of legal reasons. I, I, you know, I formed an LLC, uh, because when I took this position, I thought to myself, gosh, uh, what happens if, you know, to me, what happens to my wife if something terrible happens and somebody decides to involve me, uh, with the American legal system in this, you know, and, and so in order to be able to do the functions of this job properly, I, I, I formed a legal entity to do it. Um, and I have been advised that publishing a list of suspended judges is not a good idea, both both for legal legal reasons and for privacy reasons. You know, if somebody, let's say, somebody gets suspended as a judge um, for for six months, and then down the line they're applying for a job and they have trouble getting a job because employers are finding that online, that 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 feels like it could become a problem. Uh, there's there's an ethical problem there for me, and there's a legal problem there. And I, I think when when the JCC was initially pitched one of the one of the things about suspensions was when the suspension's over uh mm-hmm. you're a judge again and we we want to welcome those judges back into the community once they've you know you know air quotes learned their lesson mm-hmm. um and having that sort of stigma on them as well would just make reintegration more difficult exactly yeah so, it's, one it's of the- very hard to to be a judge again if the whole world, whole 
judge program is looking at you as some sort of leper. Yeah. Shocker. Judges gossip. Yeah. We're, we're, we're a group of people. Mm-hmm. We do that. One of the things that we talked about when we were creating the, the, the code and, uh, and setting up the structure for the JCC way back in the day, uh, was different types of justice and like the philosophy of justice, which is something that I'm, I'm very into. And one of the, one of the most important types of justice when you're working with a community is restorative justice, trying to make everybody whole uh, again, bring them back to the point, uh, where they were before the, before the thing that damaged the community happened. And, that if the person who you know broke the magic judge code in this case is willing to be part of that community again, then the restorative justice should the, the restorative process should include that person. We should we should try to find ways for for people to to learn their lesson and to to show us that they they shouldn't be defined by a mistake a single mistake they made. Love it. What? <laughs> <laughs> you mean people aren't defined by their worst actions? Oh, I, or action. If, it starts being if they plural, are, maybe. <laughs> if they are, then, you know, I guess I guess all those times I, I, I used map hack in Diablo 2 when I was a teenager are, uh, are, are pretty damning. All that <laughs> free money I scammed in RuneScape. All those congressional <laughs> subpoenas I ignored. Uh, well, hang on. <laughs> this is a lot. It was like, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't been before Congress ever. That's how many I've I've ignored. <laughs> I mean, I just I just I have a different address for those, and I just never check it. Oh, okay. You know, that way I have plausible <laughs> deniability. Good, good call. It's it's a PO box like way out in St. Louis County. I'm not going out there. So what we've managed to do here is turn 19 pages of content into one page of show notes, and entirely too long of us talking about them. Perfect. No, I'm not trying to say that that we don't know when to stop talking, but that's kind of a a thing. (laughs) And I I think all of this is really good to get out in the air. Yeah, I know this is not like the most happy-go-lucky topic and and doesn't necessarily resonate with the persona I usually project because it's it's one of the heavier things that that we do have to talk about in the judge program in general but you know I I and I want to acknowledge that it's an, an important and sometimes severe thing but also that like we can talk about it it's okay to talk about it and if people want to talk about it I'm here to do that as much as I can let's not pretend it's not a thing because it's really a thing and right, and we we're we're ending the the topic where we're talking about like these are these are things that happen if you if you violate the code. But re- really, the the first part of the document to uh, to circle back on that is really a, kind of an optimistic. You know, these are these are the things that we want judges to do, and these are the things that we want judges to embody. Uh, we want them to be fair and fun, and create welcoming environments, and um uh take ownership for their their actions. I mean these these are characteristics and traits that we want judges to embody. It all ties back into the 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 mission and vision statement for the judge program which is also hanging out on the official resources page if you search that up. Um a lot of the language in that mission and vision statement is sort of mirrored in the things that, you know, a judge should, a judge should do this, a judge should use their their authority fairly. Um and I think that's that I agree that's a really important part of the document is setting positive expectations for us. Yup. Yep. Don't be a jerk even on Facebook. Yeah. Facebook's the worst. <laughs> uh, it's true. But and yet we spend entirely so mu- too much of our lives on it. Ugh. Um well, uh 
Eric Levine or Brian, is there anything else you would like to say about the judge code of conduct or anything else we've talked about? Eric Levine, do you have any words for the good of the order or anything that you would like to plug that you've got going on in your life? I love magic and I love judging and I love that, you know, there is judge cast has gone on for 227 episodes and will go on for many more. So I guess I just want to plug the judge program uh, because, you know, nobody wants to nobody. I lost it. I lost the end of my sentence. It's gone. That's okay. (laughs) Yeah. But judges are great. Judges are great. There's people like Eric Levine here to help us be better. Deep nah, down right. in places that we don't talk about at parties, we want him on that wall. <laughs> we need him on that wall. What? It's very, it's very cold out on that wall. <laughs> what? What? I don't know what we're talking gonna, about. I'm just going to go hang out with that that one dude. You yeah. know who I mean. All right. All right. No, hashtag no spoilers. All right. So, uh, thanks to all of you and to... Brian and Eric for being on episode 227 of JudgeCast. Um, if you like our show, go subscribe to it wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, uh, you can find us on social media at facebook.com slash JudgeCast, at, uh, at Twitter, at Twitter, yep, go to at Twitter, um, at JudgeCast on Twitter, uh, uh, JudgeCast.com, and you can email us at uh, JudgeCast at gmail.com. Uh, I would like to say that I'm Broken King, and I keep it fun. I'm Brian Prilliman, and I keep it... Ah! Do you keep it, it anything, Eric? It was, it was a jump scare. I'm, I'm Eric Levine, and I keep it smooth. Uh, when are you going to add the rules for parlay to the... Judge code conduct. Well, I gotta. Okay, so I tried. I tried to watch that part of Pirates of the Caribbean again. I really, really tried, and you know, it turns out I fell asleep. So I'm gonna have to try to make it to that parts of Pirates of the Caribbean again to really, to really understand what Barbosa is saying. I have never managed to make it to stay awake through any of those movies. Really, never once. But the soundtrack is so jaunty. Yeah, but there's. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I think it's less me. I think I may have told the story of this with several movies. I've never watched Wall- all of Wally. I, f- I fell asleep ten minutes in. It's so oh, okay. peaceful. So I, I, I oh, think it's so a me just... problem. I think I just fall asleep when I'm watching movies. So you just get into like a peaceful ocean mood with the beginning of the first ten minutes of Pirates, and yeah, then you're gone. Exactly. It's like a. It's like those ten hour loops of like you know, soothing thunderstorm noises on YouTube, except without the jump scare three hours in. <laughs> puts me right to sleep, yeah. Hold on. Is that a thing? Did that, okay, I always, I'm very paranoid about that sort of thing, because, like, I have a lot of trouble getting to sleep, and any time I put up one of those on, I'm always like, okay, is this, I'm going to look at this person's username and look, kind of look at their, their YouTube profile and figure out, did you put... Like the 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 ring the ring ghost three hours and twenty seven <laughs> minutes into your soothing river and forest sounds like if I am I going to hear a bunch of owls hooting and then just some sort of Japanese horror shriek uh, two hours in and be be woken up and never sleep again. I'm excited but to go find out if this no, is a thing. Oh no! It's never happened to me, but eventually you it gotta will. have the if fear. It, like, you gotta have a healthy fear. I fear tornadoes and I fear jump scares. Those are my two fears. Listeners, please link us your soothing jump scare <laughs> YouTube videos on Twitter. 
Why haven't you put jump scares in Judge oh, Cast yet? Wow, that's a misplay. Because because people are probably driving to work and listening. <laughs> like, let's let's be real here. I can I can make the argument. Hey, you shouldn't be watching YouTube while driving to work. But listening to Judge Cast, like the last is just like That's you're fair. you're getting on I four and all of a sudden, wah! <laughs> right? Listening to Judge Cast is is like I'm driving to the supermarket. Time to start Judge Cast, yeah. you know. And if I if I drive into a ditch because the B Pearl jump scare thirty right. minutes in, I guess that's that's on you, right? Yeah, I don't want to have I, that that on my on my conscience. No, I guess not. No, although I do kind of want to like see if I can get a recording of CJ pronouncing some card names wrong from <laughs> five years ago, and just like all of a sudden Porculus instead of Porculus, Porculus. I do love Porculus. <laughs> all right, this is right. We're, we're giving too much post show banter uh, uh, when we should be charging Patreon <laughs> yeah, dollars gotta, for this. We got to charge for this stuff. Um, yeah, we do have to oh. charge for this. 